how are you? Good day and salutations. Welcome to the Bloodlines Podcast, your one-stop shop for sports news as fresh as Subway bread. I'm your host, Brad Kirschenbaum. As always, I'm joined by the Lieutenant of the Lines, Tyler Hammock, and a Sergeant of Swag, Producey Ali, the Syndrome, and Godfrey. On today's episode, the gang is going to catch up on the week and weekend. I know Tyler is going to hit us with some Final Four trivia tonight. We will, of course, get into some general picks. I think we're going to bring back the clickbait uh, something segment. And we're going to fly down to NOLA for some unhinged. Tyler Brad, welcome back, boys. I was actually, I was thinking, Sandro, is this going to be our second time trying to find you love down in New Orleans? No. Did we go to New Orleans before? No, we went to... did we go to New Orleans? I, thought we I went feel to, like we talked I about... We went, no, I thought we went to Baton Rouge. I thought we went to Baton Rouge for LSU. Yeah, uh, I think I think I even made a Colin Baton Rouge reference. Yeah, uh, I think we went to Baton uh, And Rouge. as we all know, the talent pool in, the, in New Orleans is going to be really, really very different than, than Baton Rouge. Yeah, and I, and I dropped us off near Tulane's campus, I think. I, w- I want to hear I want to hear about Brad's expertise on the demographic between Baton Rouge and New, New Orleans. What what should we expect later this episode? Well, I think Baton Rouge, College Town, LSU, going to be uh, you know a little younger crowd. Uh, New Orleans, uh, you know, I feel like New Orleans is like the graduate school for LSU. If you've made it through Baton Rouge, now you can really party with the best of them, and you get to stay in New Orleans. So uh, I feel like we're going to see a little bit more eclectic crowd. Um, I think that they're. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to get generic profiles. Let's just say that if I see if I see any profiles that say love dogs, you know, if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. And, uh, you know, just really, really into uh, charcuterie boards. I don't think we're getting that. I think we're going to get like, yo, you interested in stuffing a beignet up my butt? Great. Now we can talk. Yeah, I was looking at the best part of New Orleans is is that crazy culture that they got down there. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And vibrant. I'd say more than anything, I was hoping you were going to let us in on a little bit of a I've never been to New Orleans, so that's it's my. I was I was trying to learn something from you there that to to jump out of that college town. Tell us a little bit about Nola, because all I know is the you know spicy Cajun food. They have the big festivals. They wave white at the wedding. I mean at the funeral, right? They yeah they wave. Wait, I went to a New Orleans wedding, which was awesome, by the way. And they all had like these little white handkerchiefs that you like wave in the air as the New Orleans band is like snare drumming oh. the husband and wife like into the hall. It was really cool. All um, right. But I, I mean, I, I, I think we're going to see all kinds of crazy stuff from New Orleans in this uh, in this love fest. But, you know, be- my, my experience with New Orleans is uh, driving between. Baton Rouge in New Orleans. Uh, Bill Kirschenbaum and I were driving to New Orleans, and it was about 437 degrees outside, and we got mm. a flat tire on one of those bridges that connects you over the bayous. Oh, and nice. the shoulder is the width of a car plus an inch on uh, either side. So we get out, and I have to change this tire. Um, and it, How old for, are you? For all the listening, this? And this I, and is I, probably 20. It was probably 25. I was probably 25, 26. I had just started dating uh, my wife. And so we were, uh, it's my dad and I sitting on the side of the road. He gets out of the car and he's just swearing up a storm. Yeah, just just incoherent. And I'm like, it's fine. We can change a tire. He's like, you don't know how to change a tire. I said, yeah, I do. I I, I can change a tire. He's like, who taught you how to change a tire? Not him. I was just like way, way too upset about this. Who taught you how to change a tire? I said, well, you know that girl? that I've been dating, she taught me how to change a tire. Wasn't that something your father should teach you? I said, yeah, it is, but here we are. I'm going to be changing this tire here. So he stood there while I sweated like a pig in this heat, just with his arms crossed. Do you need any help? I'm like, what are you going to help? What are you going to do here that's going to fix this problem? Mm -hmm. And then I get into the car after I've changed the tire, the state trooper that diverted traffic around us a little bit. And he's like, gosh, you're really sweaty. I'm like, thank you for that wonderful piece of feedback. That's, that's what I get out of this. And then away we, the way we went, that's my, that's my number one memory of new Orleans. Uh, that that is quite the memory um and and i was i wasn't going to allude to the fact that i wasn't going to make the guess that i'm i'm assuming bill didn't ever teach you how to um change a tire that's why i asked your age because i was 
I was trying to picture you like an eight-year-old Brad and Bill trying to figure out this tire on the side of the road with just barely enough room <laughs> that only could fit the five foot six Bill that's trying to fit there, just change the tire. Uh, no, no, no. Eight, eight-year-old Brad in the car with Bill was me getting car sick while stuck on the Dan Ryan in Chicago, also in extreme heat, while he was late to a Bulls playoff game that he had tickets to. It was going to drop me off at somebody's house that, uh, so I was not even going to the playoff game, but I ended up puking on the side of the road because he was driving so poorly. Ollie, what did I tell you a minute before Brad got on the podcast today? There is absolutely nothing like traveling with the Kirschen bombs. This could, this could not have been a better prelude to where it could have. I mean, it sounds like you guys you guys could have your own show. Oh, like yeah. Family Feud? Yeah. Yeah, they did do the feud. Yeah, instead of the Kardashians, it's just the Kirschen bombs. Keeping up with the Kirschen bombs. Man, Keeping that up with the Kirschen bombs. Ollie, have you ever been to a lot more fun. Uh, yeah, I have. I've, I, I went there for a, uh, a conference back in 2019, and it was fun as shit. It was a Vacation Rental Management Association conference, oh. and one of our uh, – Oh, our Yeah, Verma. Yep, VRMA. And I've, heard, of, I've heard no one gets down like the vacation rental industry, so please tell me about this conference. No, you know, no one gets down like the uh, – ferry and uh like cruise ship um conference but like small cruise like river river cruises and um like river ferries that conference i've never been but i've heard is bananas okay Um, add that to the list we want to report live from the ferry cruise conference yes we do yes we do we're we're eventually going to get there but vrma can you look up for the end of the episode to tell us where that conference is going to be this year uh, uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I think maybe we might need to see if we can get a sponsorship and a live broadcast. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think we can lock that down. Um, but I, I was there uh, in 2019, and one of our prospects at the time, just before going to the conference, maybe a month or few weeks before going to this conference, they closed like a big seed fund for their business, and they're they're based out of Spain, and they came to New Orleans. And to, cele- to celebrate like that moment, they had this massive party uh, that they invited us to. And I mean, it was, it got wild. Yeah. New Orleans is a great time. Where great was it time. at? Where was it at in New Orleans? Like, wh- so I, what's the downtown? That, that, the downtown's so unique because there's not like skyscrapers. It's really spread out. It's got that really French quarter kind of feel to it. So like where yeah, are the events held in comparison well, to that? I mean, the the event was held, um, it was just held at uh, the big conference center there and the party itself, they had rented out some like rooftop of a, of a restaurant Ollie, or something. What do you do that you're going to this conference? I, I thought I knew what you do, but I don't understand why the hell you were at this conference. <coughs> he produces the number one sports podcast in Boise. That's what he does. I'm a producer, I, I mean, baby. sense. <laughs> I feel like you just are you the wedding crasher version of conferences where you just show up to obscure industry conferences and pick up yeah. chicks and then leave? Pretty much. Yeah. This is this is exactly <laughs> I mean, what I I respect do. that. I just Yeah, it's 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 been a it's been a rough two years with the slowdown of conferences. Doing that virtually is kind of tough and not as fun. Yeah. Yeah, I would, um, I would think so. Uh probably like chat roulette at this point. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm just on I'm just I'm just on Omegle all fucking day. That's that's what I do now. <laughs> Tits are F9. Uh, and that is talking uh, obscure <laughs> aughts uh, dating platforms for you, everybody. <laughs> and that's talking New Orleans. All right, we can we can slide yeah. back into regular programming here. Um, we, we, we said that we do a little bit of live recording as uh, we're recording here Sunday evening, watching the end of the USA match. And I'm watching three dorky guys in, in tuxes on the Oscars. I think the right one might be a Jonas brother or Sean White. I don't know. Oh, yeah, those are on. I'm going to throw that. Yeah, Sean White and Tony Hawk is up there. So we'll be giving you guys some fun live comments from those two. USA's kicking ass. We might need to bring Chad back before every U.S. soccer match if they're going to play like this every time. Um, But sliding into the game, kind of catching up on the week, which I guess we've already started. I thought it'd be fun. We can just catch up on last week's episodes because we haven't done this before. We spent this this much time apart recording two separate episodes. So, Ollie, just because I couldn't talk to you back while I was listening to you and Brad talk last week, I heard you say that you don't 
put, you don't want any kind of aioli on your perfect burger. So I wanted to ask, did you like clarify, are you a mayo mustard ketchup or just, you just go straight shooter with the, the toppings. You don't want any condiments. I, I just had no, to. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, ke- I'm a ketchup mustard. I'm a ketchup oh, mustard guy. And your I, perfect I burger, you have a little bit of both. Yeah, I'm a ketchup mm-hmm. mustard guy, and I don't. And look, I don't. I'm not discriminating against a mayo or an aioli. You know, it's it's nice. It's good. It doesn't make a bad burger. It's a foo-foo burger, but it's just not on my perfect burger. Mm-hmm. Uh, See, that's where yeah. we disagreed. I, I love a good aioli. Give me. I, I, I love aioli too. Yeah, like a good. Let's be very clear. A- aioli is just fancy white person talk for mayonnaise. Yeah, of course. Let's just be very clear about that. All right, chefs, Brad. Thanks for clarifying that for everybody. I'm just, I'm just making sure. Uh, and I was, I was, I was hoping that Ollie was gonna be like, "Yeah, no, 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 like I love mayo on my burger." Though I was really hoping that he was gonna tee that one up. No, no, because no. I had a whole line. I was, I had a whole thing that we were ready for with that one. But okay, all right. Uh, I love a good aioli on my Whopper. Extra aioli on the Whopper is what I tell them when I go to yeah. DK. Yeah. yeah, you drive up to Burger King. You guys have, uh, do you guys have like balsamic reduction aioli that you could toss on this bad boy, and maybe some figs? That'd be awesome. Thanks. <laughs> uh walk into mcdonald's yeah do you guys have a bison burger this week i just want that quarter yeah. pound bison burger yeah <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw the mcrib is back and so i thought maybe the bison maybe the bison was making like a first appearance i don't know yeah I mean, instead of the mcrib sandwich i'll just take a full slab of ribs you guys got that right just just yeah, take it just, off from the other side of the cow yeah, yeah mcdonald's right. mcdonald's <laughs> mcdonald's burger king i know you guys are listening so just a 50 to us that's it yeah, we'll uh, we won't, we won't we'll speak we'll speak more highly of your your food choices should you become a sponsor. Exactly. Do you want to be the perfect burger, McDonald's? Huh? Huh? I'm mm-hmm. gonna start bidding you and Burger King against each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I I just tuned into the Oscars. I just turned this on just to kind of see what's what, what it's all about. And I see they're doing a James Bond special right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't understand. It's like. This is just an ad, right? Like the Oscars are just an ad at this point. It's just one big like infomercial for stuff. Like, hey, did you forget a James Bond movie came out here? Here's well, it's here's as, all of them. as you say that they're sponsored by Biotech and uh, Pfizer. Uh, so the Oscars brought to you by Pfizer. Um, do you know that little company that just made trillions of dollars on giving you guys vaccines? We're not going to go there, but okay, they're sponsoring the Oscars. Um, I actually. We're going to, I guess we're going to slide into that. We'll wait, we'll wait for clickbait something to get to some more Oscars talk. Cause I know we're going to talk more there. Um, let's, let's talk tournament. Our A block still got to be some sports. I guess it's sure. kind of our C block after we went with some burgers and New Orleans talk, but um, we haven't, we haven't really had a chance to catch up just the three of us about our brackets. How's everybody's bracket doing? Um, I thought we'd at least talk, we got to talk final four and Duke, North Carolina here. So where do you guys want to get started? Uh, we can start with my bracket, and it's it was busted after the fucking first round. Um, Who'd you have winning it all, Sandra? I had uh, I had Gonzaga in one. I had Iowa in one, and uh, Auburn in another. I believe. So, okay. yeah. Well, you still did better than me because I had Kentucky and Illinois in the championship game. So I was one point <laughs> away from Solid. losing both of my championship teams in the first round because <laughs> Illinois just barely sneaked by and won. And I'm starting to That would have think- been incredible. Yeah, I know it would have been. Chattanooga, that was just a great matchup for him. But, I mean, I'm starting to think Illinois might be the worst tournament team of all time, or they're just getting the worst matchups with last year having to go against a top 10 Ken Palm in Loyola in the second round. This year having to go against top five Houston in the Ken Palm team in the second round. Uh, Big 10, again, getting left out of the Final Four. But here we are, the Blue Blood Lines podcast for the Blue Blood Final Four. Holy shit, it could not. I think other than the fact that we don't have really one buzzer beater yet, this is about as perfect of a final, uh, an NCAA tournament as you can get in the sense that there's been plenty of upsets. There's been a Cinderella story that's as magical as there's ever been one. I guess George Mason making the final four as like a 12 or 13 was pretty cool too. But I mean, a 15 seed to the Elite Eight. And then the best part of it all, because this is my argument that I've heard so much trash talk on Twitter today about how this has been the worst elite eight ever, but it's set up for the what? best final four ever. Well, yeah, because oh, all I... the games have been blowouts, which makes oh, sense. Sure, I got you. Yeah, 
but you want the best teams at the end. So if it was a Houston or a Miami that got one of those last spots, it still would have taken away a little bit. Like this yeah. is perfect. We got all the blue bloods, Duke, North Carolina, first time ever. Holy That's the first time ever. Duke, North first Carolina? time ever in the, in the tournament. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Wow. That's and line, lines out Duke minus four over under one fifty one and a half. Where you guys, where's the gut going for you guys here? I this it's Duke minus one, four. Duke minus four. four. Duke minus four. One fifty one. Over yep. Yeah, over under one fifty one. I gotta be honest. I think I'm either I might bet this two ways. I'm gonna take UNC money line, and I'm gonna take Duke minus eleven. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. You think Duke and Duke blow out if they're gonna? It's win. either Duke blow. Out. There's no chance this is a close game. I just I think this is only going to be a close game. I think there's no chance this is not a close game, and this this line's going to creep down to about three and a half, maybe three. And everybody who has Duke is going to be hating themselves at the end of the game. And it just feels like what's going to happen is it's going to be this last second foul that's going to piss everybody off. That's going to get Duke that extra free throw, and they're going to win the game by four points. I'm calling it right. I'm going to take North Carolina because I want North Carolina to win. I think North Carolina will win. But I'm just saying, I'm calling it right now. This line will drop down to three and a half, and Duke will win by four on some crazy last-second foul where they get a free throw and they win by four points. All right. Duke beat UNC by 20 in early February. They lost to UNC at home. Yeah. On a, a, in a game that had way too much pressure, way too much pomp and circumstance for K. Oh, you just, you're saying Duke gets a pass because they played bad because it was a pressure-packed game? Yeah, I think that there was a lot of distractions. I don't yeah. think it was pressure in the sense of, like, the stakes of the game for them. I think it was just way too many distractions, way too much shit going on. They were overconfident after winning by 20. I think Duke's going to come out and put an absolute whooping on UNC. Okay, so you're thinking with your head and not your heart. So you're 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 like trying to think logically through this. I'm just trying to be an irrational sports fan and think about the storylines yeah. here. I I I, I kind of got to laugh. I get what you're saying. That very much makes sense. At home, Cameron Indoor, you have probably 50 plus current and former NBA players watching you on maybe the most eyes on your program ever, and you come out and crumble. Yeah. There might not be more motivation than that to come back. Eh, there's probably plenty of motivation more to come back from. But all right, I'm with I, you. I'll tell you how the rest of I'll tell you the rest of the tournament's gonna go. Duke is going to blow the shit out of UNC. That's gonna be the Coach K coronation. Saturday into Sunday, it's gonna be K going to the championship game. People, this is going to be the inverse of the US beating the Russians in hockey in the nineteen eighty Winter Olympics, where everybody forgets that they still had to play another game for the gold medal game. This is gonna be like and then they end up losing. And then Duke gets worked in the championship game. Uh, oh. I think I think by Nova. Uh, I think Nova's going to win it all. But I think that's no, how this goes. No way. Oh, well, okay. I almost say no way. But they they the more what's his name last name's more his uh, Achilles is completely ruptured. The guy who got injured at the end of the game there. That's a very oh, he got hurt at the end of the game. Yeah, and he and he he's out for the he's out big time. Um, I did not know that that. That changes. Uh, that changes things. I didn't watch. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Taz Moore. Taze Moore. Justin Moore. Justin Moore. Oh, that's yeah. right. I was looking at. They're like junior guard who's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. He had this play at the end of the game where he just. It was kind of like a Kevin Durant where there was this slow mo. You could literally see yeah. it rupture. So that's my All only right. knock I'll, on Villanova. That. Not, yeah, that's my only knock on Villanova not not winning it, but. Bravo on the analogy, because looking back to 1980 in the Winter Olympics, that's a perfect comparison if that is what ends up happening, because all anybody will remember from this Final Four most will be this Duke-North Carolina game. So, yeah, yeah. if he ends up winning that one and fumbling the, fin- the championship, that will be um, the perfect comparison to look back on. Yeah, it makes sense that they're going to run away with it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get myself to, to bet them, um, but that makes sense. So. Nonetheless, we're here. Um, St. Peter's, their magical run is over. Uh, their coach is going to be introduced as the new uh, Seton Hall coach. It sounds like as late as Wednesday. Uh, so good for him. Seems like a cool story. Played point guard at St. John's. So um, yep. did a great job. Let me, let me state that I am ecstatic that St. Peter's lost because now they are not in the Final Four and they cannot take Loyola's claim as being the highest seed in the Final Four with George Mason. Ah, uh, Yeah. 
There you go. So, and, well, and not to mention, that was kind of the, this is not the final four trivia, but this is a nice little transition into it. That Did you know that the coach for that George Mason team was Larinaga, who was coaching the Miami team today? I, I don't think I knew that. That's good. That's good. I like that. Yeah, Jim Larinaga was the head coach for that team. Um, all right. But, yeah, if you you guys, anything else we want to touch on for the tournament? Kind of. Uh, the note of gambling, I do have a, a gambling uh, bit here. Uh, Jermaine Samuels, who's been uh, Villanova's probably best player throughout the course of the tournament so far. Uh, he's been putting up double-doubles like it's his job. Uh, I have a uh, futures bet on him to win uh, most outstanding player of the tournament nice. uh, at plus 10,000. How the hell did uh, you find that guy? I <laughs> uh, don't know. I uh, read some analysis online. I was like, sure, why not? We'll do that. And threw a couple of bucks on it. So uh, if he wins most outstanding player, that's uh, 200, 200 cold ones in the old pockets. Hell yeah. So, yeah, go Nova. Nice. Go Nova. Who, what's the guy's name again? We can have everybody rooting for him. Jermaine Samuels. Oh, okay. So he's one of the starters, obviously. Nice. Yeah, he's, uh, he was 16-10 and 10 against Houston um, and has had a really, really, really good tournament. So... Cool. Uh, I I feel I feel good about where that's at. What is he at? Sixteen and ten. Uh, he had twenty two uh, and seven uh, against Michigan. He had seventeen and eight against Ohio State, and uh, fifteen and nine. I mean, the guy's basically he's double digit points and close to close to double double the entire way across. Um, so yeah, uh, really turning it on here. Nice. Um... Okay. Well, yeah, just a couple last things to touch base on, especially Brad growing up playing tennis. Any any opinion on Ash Barty hanging up the uh, hanging up the racket at twenty five at the world number one? I I'm, I don't you know I don't know why she retired. Um, I was very surprised by that, and I haven't had a chance to really dive into it. What's the deal? So. <laughs> Yeah, I can give a little bit, I guess, on it. Well, she grew up as a cricket player, so she didn't grow up a tennis player. She didn't pick up tennis until okay. like 17 or 18. Um, and so her, like, lifelong dream was always to win the Australian Open because she's from Australia, okay. to win AO. She finally won it this year, and now she's just, like, done. She had she has not won the U.S. Open, but she did win the French and Wimbledon. Um, I, it kind of just seemed like she – her quotes were – I don't have what it takes to work as, to work as hard as it requires to be the world number one. And it sounds like she's oh. just one of those athletes. Like if I don't have that drive, then I, I don't have it. And I, they, there's that separation of what makes a world number one. And she's just saying that I think it's sounding like she won the Australian open. That was her like weight off of her shoulders. Now she's not feeling that, you know, immense pressure to win it all. And now yeah. she's, I mean, she's won. I think I saw like forty million dollars, forty-five million dollars. So yeah, she's 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 good. She doesn't want to be. She knows she's not going to be the greatest player of all times. So like, okay, well, I'm going to go sit yeah. on my money now. Yeah, I mean, she only played for really six, seven years. Why not? You're only 25. She can go back and play cricket, do whatever she wants now. So kind of. I, interesting I, you know what? I I appreciate the self awareness. I mean, there's a lot of mental aspects of tennis that are very difficult. I had a hard time with a lot of them in terms of like really wanting to continue to step on people's throats and beat the shit out of them. It's just not not how I was ever really wired um, when it came to tennis. And so uh, I get I get the like if you don't have that fire and that edge, it, it'd be very very difficult to continue. Yeah. And she's been, she's been the world number one for a long time. Um, I mean, I'd say two, at least two and a half, three years, probably pretty consistent. So definitely it's, it's pretty unique. It's only happened a couple of times where a young tennis player retires on top. I can't think of, I looked up the other two, but I don't quote it right now. Um, But yeah, just kind of interesting. Ash Barty, the world number one from Australia retiring while the men's side, the world number one and Djokovic is still boycotting the tournament. So a lot of crazy stuff going on in the tennis world, but we'll stay with basketball as I, I prepared a little bit of trivia for the guys as there's a, a few interesting facts as we have this blue blood final four here. So fellas, are you ready for a little bit of uh, trivia with, with prepared answers? So you guys don't have to just stare at me blankly. I did prepare Please. an E, C and D option for you. So hopefully you should be able to get a couple of these. I'm hoping. So are you ready? Let's go. All right. So, since the NCAA updated the tournament format to four regionals, each feeding into the Final Four in 1952, how many times has Madison Square Garden hosted a Final Four? A, four times, B, nine times, 
C, nine times. times, or D, two times. How many times has MSG hosted a Final Four? Mm-hmm. Since 1952, the, the current format. Well, I, 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 I think it's I think it's zero. Ollie, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say four times. Four times, okay. Brad, you are correct. It is zero times. Very, I, very incredibly. And the fun fact there, if for the diehard basketball fans might be able to connect the dots, a lot of it's because of the NIT tournament preventing them from hosting uh, it. Um, because, But the unique thing is after this year, the NIT tournament will no longer hold the Final Four at the Garden until at least 2025. That they're deciding to not renew that contract. Madison Square Garden is deciding not to renew it because it's not bringing in enough revenue. They're not having enough people come. Um, and it was kind of interesting. I looked back some facts about this. The NCAA bought the the NIT tournament. So, Ollie, this is something, or even Brad, you might not have known this because I didn't. Um, NCA and the NIT really used to be competitive tournaments. They would try to draw the best teams. Um, And then in like the 80s, the NCA tournament started to draw the better teams more consistently. But the NIT definitely had some more traditional ties. So by 2005, there was an antitrust lawsuit by NIT suing the NCAA for that, essentially trying to create a monopoly. So what did the NCAA do? Kind of told them to go fuck themselves and just paid them a fat $57 million. So now NCAA owns the NIT tournament, which is why the NIT has made no improvements. Like there's no enhancements. It's very rarely on TV, fluffed onto the ESPN twos. Um, so kind of an interesting little fact there. So yeah, zero times. Yeah, I, I, did, I did know the NIT piece. That used to be the tournament. Like that was the big deal for a long time. And kind of the reason I brought it up once I saw that that news is how insanely exciting would it be now in the future to get the final four at the garden? It's never been there. And now with the NIT contract being done as early as 2025, we can have the final four at Madison Square Garden. Oh, baby, that's pretty crazy. So anyway, That'd that'd be a lot of fun. That would be very cool. All right, this is kind of, you got to just take a random guess, but I thought it was interesting. How many different arenas, how many different basketball arenas have hosted a first slash second round game since 1952? So since that same year that the tournament format has been created. A, 143, B, 64, C, 170, or D, 155? I, I think it's arenas. I think it's A or D. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go D. That's one fifty. That was the one fifty five. That was one fifty five. Yeah, I'm uh, go close. D. All right. It was actually C. Um, so C. One hundred and seventy arenas have hosted in the first or second round. Um, okay. Last question. I think the most interesting one. So, 2022, this year, will mark the sixth time that New Orleans has hosted a Final Four. In the five former years that they have hosted, one of this year's Final Four team has won two of the, those national championships, and one of this year's Final Four teams lost two of those national championships in New Orleans. Who was the team that won two titles, and who was the team that lost two titles? So of Kansas, Duke, North Carolina, and Villanova, two of those teams won a national championship in New Orleans. And another team in in this Final Four lost the national championship game in New Orleans twice. Which of the this year's four teams won and which of this year's teams lost? I'm going to say Villanova won and uh, North Carolina lost. Okay. I'm going to say Nova won and Duke lost. Okay. Neither of you are correct. It was a tough one. That's fun. It was actually North Carolina who uh, they won two titles. I believe it was 93. I can't remember what. Maybe it was 82. <clears throat> but yeah, North Carolina won two of the titles <clears throat> and Kansas. Kansas mm-hmm. was the team that lost the two. Uh, most famously, I think people that might know, they lost that 0-3 game against Syracuse in the Jim Beheim, um, mm. uh, Carmelo Anthony, 2003, Jim McNamara team. They beat Kansas in that national championship game. 
But yeah, so kind of a bad luck city for Kansas. They've already lost two national championship games there. So something to think about as they will, as we already talked about, they have a little bit of a lighter path to the final four now with one of the star players on Nova going down. This could be their third time losing in that city. So man, I hate how much is really working out in Duke's favor. It's kind of getting what a good problem to have though. I mean, yeah, you don't ever want to lose, but it's still just like you played that many national championship games that you can count how many you've won and lost in different cities. It's a good problem to have. Yeah, it's a, it is a good problem to have. And maybe third time's the charm. You never know. But yeah, uh, on, on that tune, does anybody have any general picks for next weekend or anything coming up? General picks? General picks for next weekend? <laughs> uh, I am on. I, well, uh, I like the... Uh, I, I like the Blue Devils. I like Duke. Uh, I, I need to reevaluate things after uh, this whole Nova situation. Feel that one out a little bit. I just have a hard time. Anytime, you know what? The best thing that's going to happen to Kansas is I've not picked them for anything at all throughout the course of this because Kansas is perpetually disappointing during the tournament. So uh, I probably will pick against them because they always disappoint me and then they will probably win. Oh, Encanto, best animated uh, feature film. Just saw that uh, pop up here. So That was a good one. I, I liked that yeah. one. That was a good one, Encanto. Um, I watched Encanto three times in the last two days. Got to say, really holds up. So you could you could you could bust out a tune here, couldn't you? We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> Brad, I don't know if you I don't know if you were listening till the very end of last episode, but we're gonna bring Chad back for uh, you and him to do some fun parenting talk and share some funny stories oh. of raising a child. Oh yeah, we can do that. Yeah, that I think that, that that's good off season content. I, exactly. But uh, all right, Sandro, any general picks from you, sir? General, general picks, picks from you, sir. Uh, yeah, next for next weekend. Um, Villanova to just I, I I know you're talking about this ACL tear or uh, Achilles, um, but I fucking hate Kansas so much Actually, with a burning <laughs> passion. So you know there's there's more heart. And what gut is this hatred about? This. Yeah, well, well, this was another thing. I'm glad you brought this back up. You and Brad talked about it on the last episode, and I didn't get to ask why do you hate Kansas so much? It honestly, it was just it's just been one of those things. I, I just kind of grew up just hating Kansas. I just found a team to stick with with hating. Um, there's so, a kid in school. There's a kid in school that I well more more so. There's a kid in school that I really fucking hated. Yeah. And, so you hate this the, kid. The, the you loves, don't hate Kansas. <laughs> yeah, I hate this kid who loves Kansas, and so I fucking hate Kansas. Um, I so I'm <laughs> I am like this is making my decisions. All right. There's no logic. There's no who's on the roster who just got injured um they're they're gonna they're gonna rally around this kid that got injured is what's gonna fucking happen and they're gonna destroy kansas uh and then um duke duke's probably just gonna win it because okay yeah so going back to your bully in elementary school this is one of like my favorite things um like about omaha is omaha for people that are that are listening that have not been here or not from here it is like the biggest sports town without a professional sports team. Um, like I've, I've traveled to plenty of cities across the country. I truly think this is like the biggest sports town. They love any kind of sport. They will support any kind of event. Um, and a big part of what's so cool about Omaha sports culture is it's really, it's a melting pot of NFL fandoms. So where I come from, it was pretty much just bears or Packers. You know, there's a, a, still a good amount of Packer fans that are in the city, but for the most part, everyone's Bears fans. Then you kind of just rile up and hate those Packer fans. But what I think so cool about Omaha is there's everyone finds a random team to follow. So they just find like, oh, a random team to root for. And this is who I'm going to stick with for the rest of my life. But what I kind of like here, Ollie, is you've done the flip side. You just went out looking to hate somebody. Like, I, I want a team to hate for the rest of my life. I think it's going to be Billy Johnny Appleseed over there in the corner wearing the douchebag Kansas pullover. That's who I'm gonna hate for the rest of my life. That's yeah, he would, he would wear this Kansas Kansas jacket all winter long, mm. and I <laughs> this motherfucker. Mm -hmm. I, I I don't hate him anymore. Um, just yeah. his team, just his yeah. team. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Yeah. So that's who I'm hammering for next weekend. Okay. All right. No Tyler? arguments there. You? All right. Um, G fourteen classified. And yet, uh, the only uh, the only pick is North Macedonia, sixteen to one plus sixteen hundred on Tuesday uh, Tuesday evening. North Macedonia to beat Portugal money line after we gave everybody the nice little prep before this United States five to one win over Panama. 
Um, we're going to stay in the soccer world and see if North Macedonia can make the World Cup. I'm just going to stick with that. Uh, my other pick was going to be for the Masters, as I'm very excited. I've locked in my guy, but I'll wait to reveal that here in a couple weeks. Oh, okay. Build up that enthusiasm, folks. Mm-hmm. From by far the worst uh, golfer on the podcast, his golfing pick. But yes. But uh, all right, Ollie, I think you found the clickbait something for this evening, didn't you? So what are we going to be? I guess while you're kind of prepping into that, I can kind of talk about the clickbait something. Or are you ready to go? Yeah, ready to ready to rock and roll. Uh, all right. So th- this clickbait something, we're going back to the Oscars, which uh, you guys are watching live right now. But I found this little article that mentioned Oscar or Academy nominees. So it says actors who get a nod from the Academy are afforded a sweet goodie bag. And this goodie basket is worth $137,000. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. If you're a nominee, you get this, you get this basket. And uh, the gifts that are up for grabs here, uh, uh, trip, an all-expenses-paid trip to Scotland with a three-night stay in a castle that's worth $50,000, free construction for a home renovation worth up to $25,000, a four-night visit to a luxury spa resort worth $15,000, free lipo worth $12,000, and I was watching the little video that they posted on their on their Twitter, and it was the I think it was like the uh, marketing firm that puts all this together. And this guy just like very fucking condescendingly almost was like, "And don't worry, it's not all luxury items. We also include this nine dollar bottle of like nail polish or some shit." trying to like appeal to the masses like oh this is only nine bucks and then talks about a fifty thousand dollar trip to scotland and the people that are getting these is someone like george clooney who's worth like a billion dollars yeah and they don't need that it, it just blew my fucking mind i had no idea this existed and so what what so the the one that jumped out to me the most you all you made the comment like these guys they're they're millionaires are pushing billionaires and they're getting these $50,000 free nights when that's just pocket change to them. But the one that I thought was most funny was they get free construction for a home renovation for 25 grand that will barely renovate a toilet in these people's homes. <laughs> I literally just redid grand? my bathroom and we, it is not a big bathroom. We just redid our bathroom and it was probably $12,000. Yeah. And <laughs> that's not gonna touch a famous person's house yeah that's a great point that's a great point if they're gonna be doing any kind of nice tiling which let's be honest they're not using linoleum in meryl streep's bathroom like that does absolutely nothing for them and the other thing that pissed me off about this which just goes in line with just about everything in la that pisses me off why are we just giving away a bunch of trips abroad we're just 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 harming the trade yeah. deficit by saying, "Hey, rich people, go here's fifty thousand in London. Here's twenty five thousand. You're going to get a free plot of land in the UK. Here's, yeah, all, here's, a, here's all this money to go abroad. And not to mention the thing that pisses me off the most about this. It's this little like twenty seven year old girl who got her. I'm not even going to get into her whole family, but I did do some research about the girl who owns the company that's doing the marketing advertising." 27 years old, fresh out of USC communications business school. Let's just say her parents have some connections and it's not a coincidence that she got this hookup. So we'll cir- we can circle that back to another time, but Ollie, great find. This is absurd. And <laughs> this is getting handed out to all of these guests. Although I'm kind of curious what the whole like up for grabs term is like, is it a silent auction at the end of the night? So you don't know what's in your bag. No, I think you know what's in there. You just kind of get to pick and choose what you want because I also talked about how they get hit with the taxes for all of these. So like if you want the, you know, maybe you want the the, the lipo or you want the fucking $9 nail polish, but you don't want the $50,000 mm-hmm. castle stay in Scotland. Yeah. Because uh, they, talk, they talked about that as well. And then even they to have- put these packages together, you know, like these companies have to, bid on like a spot within the gift basket it's like the cheapest spot was like four grand to just get your little nail polish in there and And so i'm wondering do they have like do they have like an h&r block agent at the front of this event just being like okay so this is your tax situation are you sure you you want to jump into this tax bracket and take that lip gloss no are you sure sure, mr clooney huh huh do you really want to stay in that fancy castle in scotland Hmm? i don't know if that's what tom cruise huh yeah. yeah, you just donated half a billion dollars to the Columbia School of Art. So, 
<laughs> you know you have a castle right down the road from that one. <laughs> yeah. But we can redo your bathroom for twenty five grand. <laughs> twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And we can that can be a tax right off. But all right. Nice. I, Good one. Uh, do they, they have to pay taxes on that, don't they? Like, don't they end up having they probably have to pay because it's a hundred forty thousand dollar gift. That's like winning a game show. They probably have to pay like thirty grand in taxes on that thing. Yeah, thanks for joining the conversation. Yeah, did you not just listen to our conversation for like <laughs> did I miss that? minutes? What do you think we're talking about? Where do you think that H&R Block bit came from? How do you think we're talking about this H&R Block agent? I honestly, I heard H&R Block and I blacked out. Yeah. All right. So we are in tax season. It's yeah, it's on the mind. All right. So speaking of blacking out, and uh, that's not a great transition, but we're going to try to black out and find some love in New Orleans here. Um, That sounds like the only way to find love in New Orleans. uh, It probably is. Um, Yeah. Brad, let's hear this masterful singing. West Omaha, he was born and raised. Ollie browsing in for the rest of his days. Swiping on right to find the girl of his dream. So many of them, not what they seem. Love Language is the dogs or a Netflix binge. Yo, Holmes, welcome to Unhinged. And we uh, actually had a nice little negotiating uh, last week as I was able to up our kickback from Mortensen Mortuary as they want to be the exclusive sponsor of the Unhinged, most popular segment on the number one sports cast in Boise. So we are brought to you by Mortensen Mortuary with seven locations in the tri-state area. Trusted for over 46 years to proudly bury everything from Big Cat's chances at an undefeated game of the year season to all of those people Putin killed for committing treason. Use promo code G-O-T-Y at checkout for 15% off and a box of matches. That is G-O-T-Y for 15% off and a box of Mortensen Mortuary matches. Mortensen Mortuary, you've been killing them and we've been burying them since 1976. Family owned and operated member FDIC. Let's find some love. Let's find some love. Welcome to Unhinged. This is a part of the episode where I jump onto my Hinge profile and Brad and Tyler will tell me if I should swipe uh, left or right based on prompts only, no names, no pictures to help me find love. So first up, we're down in New Orleans. Uh, Okay, number one, we're the same type of weird if you go to the grocery store, bypass the carts, and attempt to grab everything you need with your bare hands, taking pride in your impeccable balancing act. Do bare hands? Bare hands. Okay. Yeah. This is relatable. I like this so far. Teach me something about building, woodworking, architecture, pottery, creating something from nothing. And the biggest risk I've taken, leaving my dream job to spend three months working for slash living with a designer in the south of France on three weeks notice. (laughs) All right. Well, Brad, you gave architecture tours, so you've got to teach her something, right? Yeah. I I mean, I'm a big fan. Uh, this is, this is exactly how I go grocery shopping. I walk in like, oh, fuck that cart. I don't need that thing. I can carry six apples, a bag of oranges, a, a thing of milk and probably some crackers and I can make it to the front and I don't need, don't give me your plastic baskets. I, I feel this girl on that. What? Uh, oh, I, I hold on, that. hold on, hold on. We might need to pause cause Ollie's nodding along. I think in a grants, it sounds like. Yeah, I do the same thing. I, I thought this might have just been like a, a larger city thing. Like maybe you're just swinging by, walking home after work. Like, all right, I'm just no. gonna grab a couple things. No, I do, this, I, I do. I do the same thing. A high, I do the same thing. I bypass the carts. It, yeah, it, it's not just. A big city I, I'm thing. mad at myself when I have to and get then a cart. I, like a basket is as low as I'll go. But I also do that with the. Well, what, if, what, what if you're actually doing your weekly grocery shopping? You 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 have to be saying this is only if you're going for like a couple of items. Like yeah, if I, if I'm going there for if I'm going there for a couple of items, it never just it never stops at a couple of items. That's the problem. Yeah, but I go there for you know a, a couple of things, and then I end up trying to do this balancing act because I have a million things in my hands. I mean, when I do a, a so whole you're just walking around, haul, you're just walking around juggling half a gallon of skim milk, some eggs. Yeah, I literally I'm cradling yeah. it. I'm I'm trying yeah. to find every nook and cranny in my hand and my arms, just kind of put you it guys together. Like I, will, I will have I will have a quarter. I will have a half gallon of milk dangling by my pinky finger, and yeah. I will have eggs like carrying like a football. And I know if I have the eggs like a football, then I can stack two other box type things there before it gets to my shoulder when I lose my center of gravity. I got the whole thing figured just out. Grab the basket, guys. The basket is no. there for a reason. No, I understand I, the cart. I, if you don't want a cart, I get that. That's fine. Just take the basket. You know, get the basket if I have to. But how much more can the basket really hold than I can hold? Like three things, four things? That's it. 
I, I'm a much more efficient version of the basket. Yeah, I also I and if I grab the basket, then I'm Man, going in. Then I'm setting myself up for failure. Think knowing that hey, I'm going to grab more than just the two things I need. I know I'm going to grab more than just the two things I need. But if I grab the basket, I'm for sure telling myself, well, now I can just fill this up with other shit that I don't need. But that's that's counterintuitive that's to the cool. argument Brad was just making that you what you are carrying and what the basket can carry equates to the same thing. So if you're if you're going to make the argument that you're not going to take the basket to limit yourself, then Brad's saying that's the opposite of what he does. I'm not, I'm just trying to understand this. This is a weird take, guys. And, and the, the the image doesn't of, sound like it. Sounds like three out of four people on this podcast, including this girl in New Orleans, are on the same page. So it seems like <laughs> that that doesn't mean that like you need to carry some groceries. Yeah, and and you know what? It affords okay, me the okay, love, Brad, it affords no, me the luxury. Just, that shows that Brad does the selective uh, the the selective stats that go up on Fox News. Seventy five percent of Americans believe this. Yeah, because three people were four people were asked and. You only took the three that you like. No, and it, and, well, can, conduct a better poll. And I love that it just affords me the opportunity <laughs> to just make eye contact with people in the grocery store and be like, oh, I should have grabbed a basket. <laughs> okay, this, this is going to be – I am going yeah, to – I like that. That's a great point. I love being okay. able to make the stupid joke in mind. I know. I know. This it's the best. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll take this to Twitter. I will, I will add a vote link under our tweet of the episode. And it will just say, let's just, let's agree on this. And the question will be, if you're going to the grocery store for 10 items, what's the number? You guys say, if you're going to the grocery store for X amount of items, are you grabbing a basket, a, a cart or nothing? What's the item amount that you guys are not even thinking about touching a basket or cart? Is 10 a reasonable number? We have to agree. Not 10, I would... 10 too high. Okay. Yeah, 10 too high. Seven, seven is where it would probably be my line. I, would, I was just going to say six or seven, yeah. All right. I'm fascinated to hear what other people think of this. We got to get moving on, but this is quite quite the quite – the, uh, As you the can tell, Ali and I are very well aligned with this girl. Uh, I like her. I, I, didn't weird. Need, I didn't need to wait until episode 49 to know that you and Ali were really well in, not in line. <laughs> But this this girl sounds lovely, nonetheless. Ollie, give her a thumbs yeah. up, and let's just move on. We're starting off. We're starting off strong here. We're starting off strong. Okay, next up. All right, we have a we have a voice prompt. Okay, don't hate me if I. Let me make sure the volume's up here. Don't hate me if I. It's a good you song. just we just got rickrolled. Our our entire audience just got rickrolled. <laughs> yeah bravo okay. bravo all right bravo, i like that plus one you should leave a comment if you want to meet up to get to know each other yeah basically what we're here for i geek out <laughs> on how the app works I, back to zero i geek out on true crime <laughs> genghis khan dark tourism geography and sailboats by the way before i saw khan it happened in the next line i saw genghis and i was like what the fuck is that word and then i saw khan <laughs> underneath and then i put it together that all happened very fast i got really scared there uh my most conversation con controversial see words now opinion <laughs> is most if not all comedies are overrated this chick's got me in a fucking blender well here ollie i'll i'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll save you i'll save you real quick and just tell a quick story of having a, an equally hard time with words um that i in college i was <clears throat> dating a girl who um was studying to be a nurse and i was asking her like questions from like a flashcard, and i was reading it and i was like what do you do with the four if the this and this and this and i and she was just like i don't understand this question the four and she pulls around. It was the IV. I was reading it like a Roman. <laughs> <laughs> and they broke up shortly after that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That one didn't last. Thank God. Uh, but no, that was quite funny. So I thought I'd save oh, you there. Good. Thank uh, you. Nonetheless, I, I thought it was actually kind of, even though it was a funny little transition into the song, I thought it was kind of a cop out because I like hearing the girls' voices. To It helps you get a nice little peek under the hood, I think, when you can hear them a little bit. So I'm out. But only because I, I honed in on one thing she said. She's really into dark tourism. Do you guys know what that is? No. Yeah, it's uh, traveling. So I, with the, it's traveling with the Kirschenbaum family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the uh, second definition. Uh, the the primary definition on uh, Wikipedia is about going to places of like horrible tragedies and like really oh, depressing, God. like sad things, like Chernobyl. 
or uh, concentration camps, things like that. Like she likes going to very uh, I think sad. That's a, I think it's a weird, I think it's strange to have its own word, but yeah. I don't like disagree with her. Like I haven't been over to Germany, but I very much am going to be interested and want to like give respect to the concentration camps. Does that make me? Yeah, like, but you would go no, but I think that's, for that. Yeah. Like, she would take her just for that. And her prompt is, I geek out on. Got I, Yeah. That's a and, good, that's and, a good and, clarification there. Yeah. And it's also, yeah, there's, there's whole tour guide companies for this. Yeah. yeah okay. Maybe that's a little too far. And it also makes sense. Then it's very fitting that her final prompt was most, if not all comedies are overrated. So yeah. just not a comedy fan. Mm-hmm. And so, okay. yeah, I don't think she smiles a whole lot. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's some, there's some articles uh, like in here, like is dark tourism ethical? Like that's the kind of stuff we're talking about. I, I get that. Okay. I think that's an interesting philosophical question. We should drink some wine and do a philosophy podcast. That sounds interesting. All right. Uh, I, I guess so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out. She kind of freaks me out. Yeah, she sounds scary. She's going to tie you up for sure and not in a good way. Okay. okay. Yeah. We're, we're, we're on a note for that one. All right. So we got a, a one and one here. All right. Third up. My love language is words of affirmation and quality time. Hey, at least Pet, she chose real At least she real chose choices. real ones yeah. and, just, and just two of them. <laughs> Pet peeves when people don't use blinkers and I get along best with people who drink tequila and or coffee. Lover. Trade shooter. That's good. Big fan. (laughs) Definitely hate, hate people that don't use the blinkers, but uh, yeah. yeah. People don't use blinkers. Go ahead. I want to, it's kind of interesting as we've had, we've lived kind of inverse lives growing up in one location, moving to the other and literally the exact opposite of each other. Do you find yourself more of an aggressive, honking, I want to yell at you driver no. now that you've lived nope. in Chicago for a long time? No? No, I, I'm exactly how I was. Uh, I would say one of the ongoing, lifelong arguments that uh, my wife and I will always have is I believe in honking as an absolute last resort. And she believes that honking is akin to breathing. And yeah. it is it's a cultural just thing. not something that I'm comfortable with. It's definitely a cultural thing. Like the second the light turns green, you got a half of a heartbeat to start yeah. moving. Otherwise, get the, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. She yeah. turns, you know, she turns into to Gary from the south side the second somebody doesn't move. So no, I'm uh I'm not a honker. Are you a honker? That was great because everybody from the south side is named Gary. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think I'd, I'd say I've gotten more calm. I've de- I've definitely I think I was probably I was telling this story at work um, how after like in high school like after you get the between sixteen and eighteen I used to love driving in the city like growing yeah. up you never take the train to Cubs games with friends or something I used to love driving once you get the license because it'd be like oh you have to know the one ways you got to know when the road stops you got to know when to turn. I used to love knowing when to do that kind of stuff. Now I get scared shitless if I'm driving in the city. So I've lived in Nebraska a little bit too long. Um, if anything, I'd say I've changed probably for the more calm. Um, definitely not Alex. Alex is a scary human being behind the car. Yes. In, in general. In general. In general. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. So... No on that one? Or no, yes on no, that one. No, I liked her. Yeah. No, no, yeah, we liked her. Yeah, this was the automatic. Yeah, we liked her. Okay. Hey, we got, she has me with that. We got two options for love, one for no. Uh, on, on to our fourth. I'm convinced that my grandma lied to me when she said the best way to get a man's phone number is to hit his car. <laughs> Sounds recently, like a grandma joke. I recently yeah. discovered that walnuts aren't supposed to hurt when you eat them. Turns out I'm allergic to walnuts. <laughs> and green flags I look for. Oh, this has got to be a story. You're not secretly married. Wait, what was this that girl? One? Green this girl's green, an idiot. Green flags I look for. You're not secretly married. <laughs> this girl's this girl's ten ways is stupid. She she there there's a story there for sure. Yeah, I think she yeah. needs to go to the hospital and get hicked up to a four because her brain's not working quite right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good throwback. Thanks. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, let's move on. She wasn't great. All right. Fifth fifth and final. Uh, fifth and final. The award I should be nominated for, loudest in the room. I can't help it. It's who I am. I get very excited with a little sweaty emoji. Mm-hmm. Something that's non-negotiable for me is a man who wants to be happy with me. Be happy going to new places, but also staying home, enjoying each other's company, and being goofy. 
Together, we could be the couple at the gym that makes everyone feel even more single. I don't want to be that. Was that all one question answered? Yeah, I'm lost. Was there a third question? Uh, together, yeah, the final one was together. We could Got it. be okay. the couple. We could be the couple at the gym that makes everyone feel even more single. Yeah, I she's. Don't, I don't want that. I don't want to be that. No, I, this I can't is, be that for no, her. No, I don't want to go to the gym with you. Anyone, anyone, just willingly saying they're loud, I'm not. I'm not going to enjoy. Um, well, not only that, but like, what does that even mean? The gym thing is really bothering me because it's like I hate couples that go to the gym and are like fucking obnoxious. That's that's yeah. Terrible. Like, if you want to go to the gym to because it's like she you gonna, want to save some gas or something in the car or whatever the fuck, or we're going at the same time, you're doing your own thing, I'm doing mine, great. But to yeah. be the ones that make everyone feel even more like, what are you doing at the gym to make well, people? Yeah, feel are that you way? spotting me? And you're like, yeah, babe, get it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Spot, babe. <laughs> like, shut up, go away. <laughs> what? Hey, sweet Latin pull down, bitch. Like, what do you want me to say here? <laughs> Do, have you guys ever been to a gym with a significant other? Like, wor- like, like, gone to the for the purpose of doing workouts together. Not like, okay, we're gonna because we have the same lifestyle. We're gonna go for a couple of hours. But we're gonna do random things and we'll catch up in a couple of hours. Have you ever gone with like the purpose of with similar goals? Like you're working out together. No, I have not. I've gone to the gym Absolutely. at the same time, yeah. but completely different things. Yeah, which is I think that's fine. Yeah, like I'll give you like a head nod, I, you know, or like a. Yeah. I see yeah. on the treadmill as yeah. I'm going, going yeah. by, like, oh, hey, <laughs> you look good over there. But no, <laughs> I, I, tr- I trained for a half marathon with an ex girlfriend. Mm-hmm. That's as close as I've ever. Yeah. I guess like Alex and I trained for a half marathon technically together. Like we would start and then I would be done and then she would be running. I, I mean, yeah, no. no you're I, running. I don't. Running. Yeah. I've never been to a gym and like actively worked out with somebody. Who I was dating on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and made it a point to make everyone feel even more single. Uh, so, like, that, just, that's like, the part that I don't, like, I don't. The number, the amount of socialization I have whenever I go to the gym, which is rare because I've got my setup in the basement, but there's there's one guy there who we make eye contact. It happens about 15 minutes into the workout. We see each other, we go like that, we do the head nod thing, and then we're fucking, we're done. Like, we're best yeah. friends, and we've never said three words to each other. It's the perfect accountability partner. You just yeah. know you're going to see your guy like, you know, you I'm here. I, I saw know you here. love it. Yeah. Yeah. Brad, you'll uh, just to share the quick story. Anna, I, the only time I really have was with Anna. We were at one time and it wasn't like we were doing the same thing or anything. We've yeah. only gone like to the gym really together, like maybe a handful of times. But the first time that we went was when she was still a member of Prairie Life down in Midtown. <clears throat> it was just kind of like a little bit more of an urban downtown feel kind of gym for anyone not from Omaha. And we go in. We're going to go for like an hour, a little over an hour, just pretty much do treadmill type stuff. And I jump on the rower for, I think, 10 minutes just to warm up. Anna's, and if, for anyone who hasn't met Anna, she, my wife, she's the most like intense not the most intense. She loves to work out, like love, loves to work out, was a D1 athlete. So that's definitely a big part of her life. Obviously, for anyone who knows me, not mine. So we go to the gym. I do the row for 10 minutes, see a random buddy from college that I not like a close, close friend, but like, yeah, we can catch up. Let's say hi real quick. We ended up just talking for 50 minutes, basically for the rest of the workout, (laughs) well within eye range of Anna. So I can see Anna out of like the corner of my eye. I'm on the treadmill, just so annoyed that I'm over here laughing, not working out, talking to a friend. Um, yeah, she wouldn't, <laughs> she wouldn't go to the gym with me ever again after that. Understand? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's great. yeah. That would be that would be the end of it for me. Um, yeah. yeah. All right, Brad. Any any uh, any update on where that conference is? Oh, oh, I got updates. Let me tell you. <laughs> so the 2022 Spring Forum for Verma is in chicago illinois oh let's go when april 11th and 12th i'm getting ollie so, let's get in the car okay if if you guys want to come up for we could be vermin vermin we'll be vermin right, vermin vermin so at verma is, if correct me if i'm wrong but that is the weekend after the masters so uh no that is the no, weekend that of is, the masters that is the weekend of the masters oh shoot well, I guess that might work even better. I was hoping it'd just be our super contest punishment that I, whoever lost between Ollie and I has to drive to Chicago. Um, 
Yeah, we might yeah, have to so, that uh, that's the spring forum. And then, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better news. I, I would like to think this is even better news. The International Verma Conference, oh. Vermin International, is, is in Vegas. Oh. oh. October 23rd through the 26th. Who wants to go watch some football, hook up with some Verma folks? Like, just really Verma. get the details on, yeah, find the Vermin, get the details mm-hmm. on vacation rentals across the world. Yeah. And just, like... Just, just shoot some craps. I mean, I, I'm just saying. Yep, I'm in. I'm down. Let's do yep. it. We're gonna go to both. Let's. We'll lay, There's we'll lay also the short work. stay summit on Tobacco Dock, which is in London, uh, in May. So, there you go. All right. Uh, gonna, gonna be hitting the conference circuit here in the off season until NFL comes back. Yeah, so. we do need to join Verma to do any of these things, though. Uh, the Verma membership is. Somewhere between uh, $500 and $1,000. Let's just expense it to the mor- the mortuary. All of them just pay our dues directly to that. That, that was my other thing. I did uh, I did some Googling. There are multiple Mortons and mortuaries, apparently, not just the ones that sponsor us. Um, they, there is a Mortonson funeral home in um, uh, Central Lake, Michigan. In where? Central Lake, Michigan. Like in the center of Lake Michigan? <laughs> I don't think I don't think our Mortonson Central Lake would like us comma, talking about Michigan. other Mortonson mortuaries. Yeah, well, okay. You know, we yeah, I, don't, I don't know why. Toes. I don't know why it took you forty nine years to try to question the legacy of Mortonson Mortuary, Brad. But there is only one Mortonson Mortuary. I don't know what's going on in the middle of Central Lake Michigan. But or Central Lake Ontario or Central Lake Erie, for all that matter. No, it is there's this one. This guy, this 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 guy knows Great Lakes. Yeah, just it's the what is it? The house. Yeah, Huron, Ontario, Superior. No, it's not house. Horse. What is, homes. Horse. Homes. 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 Not horse. Not horse. Homes. Huron, Ontario, Michigan, Erie, Superior. Homes. That's it. There you go. That is talking geography with bloodlines, everybody. Yeah, there you go. We taught taught him something new. All right, boys. Anything to uh, anything else you'd like to say? Final words before we head into the uh, the week leading up to our first live recording. Live recording and fiftieth episode. So stoked to get together episode. live with you boys and give everybody a great fiftieth show. It'll be it'll all right. Be fun. First time ever for all three of us all together. So, yeah, I'm just really excited. Thanks for everybody who's uh, been along for the first 49. There we go. Until then, hug it. Chug it. Football. Football.